Hallelujah. It's good to be here this morning. Amen. The house of the Lord. Coming to give honor and glory to the Lord Jesus. Amen. For his mercy and grace. Amen. The Lord continues working, continues doing his work. We are so thankful to God for that. Amen. We have the word of the Lord. We're going to come with this morning. Amen. It's good to have everyone here in the house of God this morning. Amen. Brother Adrian and Sister Josie all the way from Whittier, California. Amen. And also, little precious, they got little Amber, or yeah, Amber Nicole with them. God has blessed them with a child, and amen, they're here to show off their baby, amen. It's good to have you with us, visitors, amen, God bless you for being here. If you have your Bibles with you this morning, we'd like to get right into the Word. I ask you to turn to the book of Matthew, chapter 16. Lord, Sister Shirley. Amen. Matthew chapter 16, beginning at verse 13. Amen. Very familiar portion of scripture. I would just like to use this as a base for my study this morning. The Bible says, when Jesus came into the coast of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, saying, whom do men say that I, the son of man, am? And they said, some say that thou art John the Baptist, some Elias, and others Jeremiah, or one of the prophets. He saith unto them, But whom say ye that I am? And Simon Peter answered and said, Thou art Christ, the Son of the living God. And Jesus answered and said unto him, Blessed art thou, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood hath not revealed this unto thee, but my Father which is in heaven. And I say also unto thee, that thou art Peter. And upon this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Amen. And the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Amen. Uh, verse 18, and I say unto also unto thee that thou art Peter. Thou art Peter. Amen. I want to talk to you a little bit tonight, something God has impressed in my heart. Amen. We preach to you, we talk to the church, and we let them know that it's very important that we know God. Amen. In serving God, if we're going to serve God, we must know, first of all, who He is. Amen. I don't think that there's a person that serves God that doesn't know God. Amen. Uh, they'd be a fool to, uh, to do that. Amen. If we're really going to serve God, we must really know God. Amen. The deeper our relationship with God, the more uh, we need to know about Him. The greatest tool that we have uh, today uh, that lets us know about God is His Word. There's nothing more important than the Word of God. Amen. If you want to know about God, amen, you look to His Word. Amen. You'll find uh, His attributes. You'll find what He's all about. You'll find what He likes and what He dislikes. Amen. The Bible tells us that God is a spirit, and they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. And so we realize that if God is a spirit, he's a God that cannot be seen with the human eye. Amen. You can't see God, but through his word, we're introduced to him. We're introduced to this uh, God. Amen. And there is so much to know about him. Amen. There's so much to know about God. Amen. Since God is a spirit and cannot be seen, we must first see him 
through faith. The Word of God tells us, through faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the Word of God. Amen. It's by faith that we believe that He is God, and He's a rewarder of them that diligently seek Him. Amen. To believe in God, it takes faith. Amen. To believe, the Bible says here in Hebrews chapter 11, that we must first believe that God, that the world was framed by the word of God. We believe that this morning. Amen. That it was God's spoken word where he said, uh, let there be light. He created the heaven and earth and the earth was void. And he said, let there be light. And there was light. Amen. He separated the waters and the days of creation. We all know about that. We believe that it takes faith. To believe that, amen. The Bible tells us that God is a spirit. And we must believe through faith who God is, amen. So we understand that if we seek for God, if we search for God, we've got to search in his word, amen. If you want to know what God likes, read the word of God. If you want to know what God dislikes, go to the word of God, amen. It's just like, like uh, a young man who's interested in a, in, in a young lady. Amen. He wants to make his play. He wants to, you know, uh, make his move. What does he do? He might go to her best friend and say, hey, uh, your friend Susie here, I, I kind of like her. And I want to make my move on her, so I, I want to ask you a couple questions. What does she like? What does she dislike? Amen. You begin to find out a little bit about her, and then you're able to plan your strategy. You're, you're able to find out, well, you're even able to find out whether you really like her or not. Amen. You might find out when talking to Susie that she might not be all that she looks to be. Amen. <laughs> in this world, you got to be careful, man. You go out there in the world trying to find somebody. You say, hey, that one looks pretty good there. You better watch out. Find out she's not a man underneath. <laughs> Amen. You got to investigate a little bit. Find out her background, where she comes from, what she's all about. Amen. That way you're able to come with your strategy and you're able to talk that talk. Amen. She might not, uh, you might not like the same kind of music she likes. You might not like the opera, but you find out she likes opera. All of a sudden, there you are, man, buying tickets to the opera. I just so happen to have two tickets to the opera. Would you like to go with me? Oh, my God. I didn't know you were that kind of guy. Amen. But it takes, when you're interested in somebody, you begin to search, you begin to look to see what they're all about. The same way it is with God. Amen. The more you want to know about God, the more you want to have an intimate relationship, the more you got to search the scriptures, the more you got to learn about him. And the more you learn about him, the more you learn about God, the more you're able to understand what God likes. You're able to please God and have a, a relationship with God. Amen. You see, there are many people today that think they know God today. Amen. They think they know God and uh, they know very little bit about him, really. They know him as a God of the Sabbath, the God of Sunday. And so they serve him that way. They come to church on Sunday morning. Amen. They come and sit through the service, go back home Monday through Saturday, live like the devil, and come back again the next Sunday, maybe confess their sins and say, I've done wrong, and then go back again and live that way again. But they really don't know God. Amen. But if you would search the scripture, you would see, you would realize that God is a God that wants to be worshipped and adored and served every single day. God is not a God of Sunday. He's not a God of Monday or Tuesday or just when you need him. He's a God of every day. God wants you just like a relationship. He wants you every day. He's a jealous God, the Bible says. Amen. He's not just a Sunday God. He wants your attention 24 hours a day. 
He wants you to serve him all the days of your life. You see, God told the children of Israel, amen, for I, the Lord thy God, am a jealous God. He said, I'm jealous. I want all your attention. He said, thou shalt not have any other God before me. I want to take preeminence in your life. I want to be the most important thing in your whole entire life. I want to be more important than your boyfriend or girlfriend. I want to be more important than your husband or wife. I want to be more important than your children are. Amen. And you know, we think about that in our, in our, 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 humani- in our human minds. And we think, well, you know, God, I, I love my wife. I love my children. And you're requiring me to love you more than I love them. The Bible says, if you put first the things of God, the kingdom of God, and all of his righteousness, everything else shall be added unto you. Amen. So God requires that we love him, we worship him, and he's a jealous God. He tells us that we should have no other gods before him. Amen. He wants to take preeminence in our lives. Amen. He says, I want to be the most important thing in your life today. Amen. He says, I'm the first and I'm the last. I come before everything. And after everything is passed, after heaven and earth is passed away, I shall still be there. I have no beginning and I have no ending. Amen. That's God today. Amen. You see, there are some that really don't know God. They think they know him. They say, well, God's just a prophet. Amen. Others say, well, he's the second person of the Trinity. They don't understand God. Amen. Others say, well, like, like, like uh, the scripture we read to you today when Jesus was with his disciples and he asked the question, who are they saying that I am? By uh, uh, you guys have been around, you've walked around, and, and, and who, 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 are they, who do they think of me? What do they think of me? Disciples begin to answer the Lord and said, hey, Lord, some think that thou art John the Baptist. Other thing, others think that you're Jeremiah or Elias or another prophet of God. Amen. You see, people have their ideas of who God is. Amen. They say he's a prophet. Some say he's a second person of the Trinity. But we understand today that there's only one God. And earth cannot contain his glory, the Bible says. Amen. He says, heaven is my throne and the earth is my footstool. Amen. The writer of Chronicles writes, behold, heaven and and the heaven of heavens cannot contain thee. You see, this morning we have a powerful God. We've got an awesome God. There's no other God like our God today. Amen. I thank God for that. Praise the name of Jesus. He's not just powerful, but he's all powerful. Amen. He's omnipotent. He's here and he's there. He's everywhere. Amen. When you're walking through the valley of the shadow of death, when you're all alone, God is there. Amen. That's the God that I serve today. Amen. I thank God that I serve him today. And I thank God that I don't go to a church that has idols. Amen. In the altars. That we would have to speak to an idol and worship and pray to an idol somewhere. But I can talk directly to my God. Amen. When I'm down and out, when I don't know what I'm doing, I can go to God. And I can talk to him and he can talk to me. Amen. That's the power of my God today. Because I serve the only, the true living God. Amen. If a man would search for God 24 hours a day for his entire life. He would not begin to scratch the surface or understand 
or begin to understand fully what God was all about. Amen. I mentioned this to you before. My grandfather, who went on to be with the Lord a couple years ago, was a man that I believe he was 92 years old when he passed away. But he told me one time, he said, for 80 years, he says, I've searched the scripture. He was a holy man, a righteous man, and he would wake up in the wee hours of the morning, five o'clock in the morning before the sun would even rise. And he would go and he would kneel by the side of his bed and he would begin to pray. And he would be able to talk to God and have a relationship with God. And he would go for another hour or two or maybe three or four hours and he would sit there and he would read the word of God. He said, I searched the scripture. To find out more and more and more about God. And every time I read the word of God, he said, the light, it was like a light that was turned on. I would find out more and more about my God, he said. In the later years of his life, right before he passed away, he, be, he read uh, the whole word of God entirely. And I'm not just saying just reading through the scriptures, but he read the word of God and he dwelt it inside of his heart and his soul. He said, there's not a more pure doctrine than the apostolic doctrine. There's no other God than the God that I serve, the God that I am true to today. And it's very, very important this morning, and we preach it and we teach it that it's very important that we know God because if we are going to serve God with all of our hearts, with all of our souls, with all of our minds, we've got to know the God that we serve. Amen. The Lord spoke to Israel. He said, Israel, he said, I want you to realize something. I'm going to be your God and you're going to be my people. But if I'm going to be your God, I want you to know who I am. I want you to know what I like and what I dislike. He said, there's only one God. There's not two. There's not three. There's only one God. He said, I'm a jealous God. I want you to worship me all the days of your life. He said, he says, I want you to understand that, that there's only one God and I'm a jealous God and I want you to serve me. I don't want you worshiping other gods. I don't want you building calves and, and worshiping calves. I want you to worship me. Right. He said, I want you to get one thing straight, Israel. I want you to realize and know who I am. Amen. The Bible says that Moses commanded the people that during the feast, I believe it was a feast of tabernacles, that when this Feast of Tabernacles was come, it was a solemn assembly, the Bible says. that They gathered the children of Israel, the fathers, the mothers, the grandfathers, the old men, the young women, the old women, everybody, even the young children, amen. As long as they had breath, they would gather them in this assembly, in the Feast of Tabernacles. The Word of God tells us that Moses commanded that when they gathered the assembly together, that they would read the laws that God had given to Israel. So there was a congregation of Israel. They were all there and every Feast of Tabernacles, I believe it came every seven years, they would hear the word of the Lord. And the word of the Lord was embedded in their heart, in their minds, in their souls. And they would hear from when they were just a young child. You might say, well... A young child that's just born doesn't understand and doesn't realize. But even the young suckling, the Bible says, was there. Well, the law was read. And yes, even a young child would hear, The Lord our God is one God, and Him shalt thou serve. They would hear what God liked and what He didn't like. 
They would hear the Ten Commandments. They would hear the commandments that God gave to His people because God said, if you're going to serve me, you've got to know who I am. Amen. It's no different today. Amen. Lord says, if you're going to serve me, you need to know who I am. He said, hear, O Israel, the Lord thy God is one Lord. Amen. And thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thine heart, with all thy soul, with all thine mind, with all thy strength. This is the first commandment. Amen. He said, if you're going to serve me, you've got to know me. Amen. In other words, he said, if you want to love me with everything that you have, you've got to serve me and love me with all your heart, with all your mind, with all your soul. You've got to give me everything. You've got to see that I am a jealous God. And beside me, there is no other God. There is no other Savior. I am He. I am that I am, He said. I'm the only true God there is. And if you're going to serve me, you've got to realize that I am the God. Amen. They would ask Israel, they would say, why do you serve God the way you do? Why do you dress different, Israel? Why do you eat things that are different than we do? They said, because I serve a one God. He's the true God and I'm separate. And you know that because they knew who God was, because God revealed himself to them, they were different. They stood above the crowd. Amen. And today we are to live the same way. Amen. When people look at us, they should be able to ask us, why do you look different? Why do you act different? Why do you talk different? It's because I serve the true God. You see, I know the scripture. I know about God. I've heard about him. But more than that, I've read about him. I know what God likes. I know what he dislikes. I know what he doesn't want me to do, he says. And so the world should look at us today and see a difference about us. Because we know what God likes. We know God. Amen. The Bible says that Jesus Christ was in the beginning was the word and the word was with God. And the word was God. Amen. I thank God that I know who God is today because it helps me and gives me strength to endure and to fight when I get weak and when I get weary. Because I know that it's not my strength, but it's the strength of my God, amen, that pulls me through. Praise the name of Jesus. I thank God because it was my God who robed himself in a body. Amen. He was born in Bethlehem, a little young child uh, uh, seeming to be a helpless child but yet he was born to this world he left his throne of glory and came down and he lived upon this earth the bible tells us i know him today because he is a god that gave his life for me he's a god who gave his life for you today amen and i thank god because we know him in that way we know God is an awesome God, a savior, a deliverer. We know him as a provider. We know him as a healer tonight. But I know him today as a savior. I know God today because I read about him and I try to live for God. Amen. I'm not perfect, but yet I try to live for God because I know God requires perfection of me. It's very important today that when we serve God, we know about him. We know what God likes. There are people today, they call themselves Christians. They go to church. And they come to church, and I'm not putting them down. That's all they know. 
They come to the house of God and, and they think they're doing God a great favor by coming to the house of God. And, and they'll come to church and they'll lift their hands and not really knowing all there is to know about God. They'll go back to their places of work. They'll go back to their homes and that's all there is to it. You see, God requires more than that. God requires that we live separate. God requires, amen, that we acknowledge him as only one God. You see, the more we want to get intimate with God, the more we want to get to know God, the, if we want to serve God with all our heart, we've got to know more about him. Amen. The Bible says that Abraham, he knew Sarah. Amen. His wife. The Bible says he knew her, meaning that he had a relationship where he was intimate with her. Amen. And they conceived a child, the Bible says. You see, in a relationship, amen, you know your wife. You know what she's all about. Amen. But the word in the, in the Bible, when, when the Bible says that Abraham knew Sarah, meaning that he was intimate with her. Amen. When you become intimate with your wife, you know about her. You know what she likes. You know what she dislikes. You become one with her. The same way it is with God. When you become intimate with him, amen, you desire to know more about him, amen. Nothing else can come between you. It's important that we know God today to have that important relationship with God. And it's important that we know all there is to know about him. And every day of our lives, read his word and learn about him more and more each day. But it doesn't stop there, amen. Praise God. Not only what must... We know God, but we must attract the attention of God and get God to know who we are. The Bible says that God knows every sparrow. He knows every sparrow that falleth out of the sky. He knows every head upon our head. And I'm not talking about that today. God knows who you are today. Amen. But when Jesus Christ was born, amen, or when Jesus Christ went to the cross, we look to the book of Luke chapter 23, amen. The Bible talks about Jesus as he hung on the cross. The Bible tells us that there were two thieves that were on his side. And the Bible tells us that when he was on the cross, the two thieves that hung by his side, they looked at him. And one thief looked at him and said, If thou art the Christ, he said, Why don't you get yourself off of this cross? And why don't you deliver yourself? And while you're at it, why don't you deliver me and my friend also? Amen. If you're really the king, if you're really the Christ, if you're really the Messiah, get yourself off this cross and do what you're capable of doing. The other, other thief looked at him and said, hey, you need to be quiet. You don't know this man. You see, Jesus was hanging on the cross and they put the crown of thorns upon his head and they pierced him on the side and he didn't say a word. And it was during this time that I believe that this young thief, this young sinner, this young robber looked at him and said, there's something different about this man by the name of Jesus. There's something different about this man that is hanging on the cross between us. He told the other man, he said, why don't you just shut up? You don't know what you're talking about. There's something different about this man here. He said, Lord, he said, I'm not asking for deliverance. I'm not asking for you to spare my life today. 
But I'm going to ask something of you. I want you to remember me when thou goes into your kingdom. He said, remember me. Amen. When you come into your kingdom. In other words, God, I'm a sinner. I'm nothing. But Lord, this day, this hour, I want to attract your attention. Remember me, God. I'm repenting of my sins. I'm turning away from what I am. I'm, I deserve to die. I should die right now. There's no just cause for me, but remember me, Lord. Amen. You see, it's not just enough that we know God, but that God knows who we are today. When he asked his disciples, who do men say that I am? They begin to tell him, well, some say you're this and some say you're that. Then he stopped and said, who do you say that I am? Peter stood up with the boldness that only Peter would have. He said, thou art the Christ, the son of the living God. We look and we say, oh, that's great. Amen. He was, he was um, uh, used by God and and the, 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 the revelation of, of who he was was given to Peter. Amen. He knew who God was. But God looked at him and he called him Simon Barjona. He called him by his name. He said, not only do you know who I am, but I know who you are. He said, Peter. He called him by his name and said, Peter, I'm going to use you. Upon this rock will I build my church. And the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. I know your name, Peter. I know, amen, that you're not the strongest one here. Yes, you're the first one to stand up. You're the first one to cry out who I am. If you look to the life of Peter, he was always getting himself in trouble. When he saw Jesus walking on the ocean, he jumped out of the boat. And he tried to walk to Jesus and he fell into the water. Amen. When Jesus was sitting with his disciples and he told his disciples, the time is going to come when I will no longer be with you. They're going to come and take my life. Peter stood up and said, no, I'm not going to let it happen. Jesus was in Gethsemane and they came to take him up to be tried and put him on the cross. Peter pulled out the sword of the soldier and took his ear off. Jesus said, hold on, Peter. You don't know what, about, what is about to happen. You see, God knew, amen, that Peter was a mess up. Peter might not have fully understood, amen, but he said, Peter, because of who you are, because of your eagerness, because of your willingness to find out, amen, who I am. He says, I know who you are, and I'm going to use you on that day, Peter. It's going to be through you that, that, that I'm going to build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. I told you this before. God knew that Peter was going to rebuke him, deny him three times. God knew that Peter was going to fail him time and time again but he said Peter I'm not going to forget you because there's something about you you've inquired of me you've been with me in my deepest hour you've been with me amen you stood up for me you said hey I'll protect you God and although Peter failed God so many times Jesus looked at him and said Simon Barjona Peter Upon this rock will I build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail. Amen. 
Praise the name of the Lord. It touches my heart, amen, to see the day, the people of God. We love God. We serve God with all of our hearts. Amen. We know who God is, and it's very important that we do, but we've got to understand that it's time that we start getting the attention of God. Amen. There are some here tonight, we need to get a hold of God and know who he is, amen, and what he's done. We know about him, amen. We know about his power. We know about his love and mercy, but it's not enough, amen. We need to be like this man that hung uh, on side of Jesus and said, Lord, remember me when thou goest into thy kingdom, amen. Um, he said, I don't know uh, if you'll remember this guy. All he's asking for is for deliverance, but God, remember me. We need to be like this young man, this young sinner, and say, Lord, I'm a sinner. I'm no good, God. I know who you are. I see you in all your power and all your majesty, God. I'm nothing. But God, look at me. Remember me when you go into your kingdom. Amen. The book of Genesis tells us, 11th chapter, amen, about the sons of Noah after their generation. The Bible says that they journeyed through the plains of Shinar. Amen. These young men decided to build a city and a tower, the Bible says, unto the heaven. The Bible tells us that these, these young men wanted to build a tower that they might reach the presence of God. And, and we look at their story and we see that they had the right idea. But if you will continue to read the story of uh, these men, the descendants of Noah, Amen. As they landed in the land of Shinar, you would come to see that they had the wrong motive. They said, we want to build a tower up to the heaven that we might reach the presence of God. That we might build a name for ourselves. That we might become something that we might become well known throughout generations to come. You know the story the Bible tells us that... The Lord saw this in their hearts and he said, I can allow this to happen. They have the right idea. They want to reach my presence. They want to reach my glory. That's what I want of them. But he said, they're doing it for the wrong reason. You see, they're doing it because they want to build a name for themselves. And because of that, the Bible says that the Lord sent down confusion and caused uh, great confusion upon this earth. And he scattered these men throughout the world today. You see, God's not interested in people today that are willing to build a name for themselves. Amen. God's not looking to you tonight or this afternoon because of who you are. He's not here, amen. He doesn't have you here today because uh, what your name is, amen, or what you might know. He doesn't care about your education. Um, he doesn't care about how much money you have, amen. Uh, everything here is about him tonight, amen. Everything I do is not about myself, but it's about God today. Sometimes we get caught up, amen, in the politics of the church. And sometimes we get caught up in the politics of serving God. 
and our positions get to our heads, amen, and things start coming into our minds and we start thinking uh, that it's because of me that this ministry is growing, amen. Uh, it's because of me that this church uh, is starting to grow. God says, hold on. Uh, if you don't listen and understand that, that I don't need you, but you need me, he says, uh, when you begin to understand that, uh, then I'll be able to begin to use you. For the wrong purpose, they said, let us make ourselves a name that we might be known throughout history. That our children, amen, might be proud of their fathers and say, my father was a man of Shinar that built a tower to the heavens that reached the presence of God. They tried to build a name for themselves. But God brought confusion. The book of Acts chapter 19 gives us another story. The seven sons of Sheba, the Bible tells us about them. It tells of Paul who was going out preaching the word of God. And Paul was a tremendous preacher, tremendous man of God who was going out preaching God's word. And the Bible says that God used the hand of Paul. And when he preached the word of God, great miracles came out. And Paul would touch Lay his hands on the sick and the sins, uh, the sick would recover. The demon possessed would come up to him and he would lay hands and cry out in the name of Jesus and they were delivered. The Bible says that there was a time that sorcery was very powerful in that day. Amen. And the Bible tells us about this incident of the sons of Sceva that came. And they saw what Paul was doing and they said, hey, uh, that's pretty neat. I like what they're doing. These sons of Sceva went. And they encountered a man who was possessed. The Bible says that they went up to this man and they tried to do what Paul was doing. They laid their hands upon this man that was possessed. The Bible says that when they did, this man looked at them and said, Jesus I know, Paul I know, but who are you? Amen. If you would read the story, you would find out that this man jumped these seven sons of Sceva and he wounded them, he hurt them, he raped them and left them naked and took off running. The sons of Sceva did because... They didn't have the power of God. Amen. Um, even the devil knows, amen, who God is, he says. Uh, but he says, I don't know who you are. You see, it's not what we are. Amen. Uh, it's who we represent today. Amen. amen. I ask the church today, is God in your ministry? Is God in your purpose today? Amen. What is your purpose? Amen. It's God today. Amen. The book of Ezekiel. Amen. We don't have too much time today. Ezekiel has the vision. The Bible says that he saw a vision of the glory of God of Israel. The Bible says that he was carried into uh, the house, into the door gate of the Lord's house. He was brought into the inner court, to the door of the temple. And real quick, he was brought to the doors and he saw between the porch and the altar, which is the church. He saw 25 men with their backs, amen, uh, 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 towards the temple. Their faces towards the east, the Bible says, and they were worshiping the sun. 
You see, this was an abomination to God. Amen. The Bible says that in this vision, he also saw six men that came from a higher gate. And when these six men came, they saw that they were dressed in white linen. And each of them in their hand, the Bible says they had a, 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 an instrument, amen, as of death, like a sword in their hand, amen. And there was one that had an ink horn, a pen in his hand. The Bible says and it tells about the vision that Ezekiel had. He said that the Lord told this one uh, man with the white uh, linen with the ink horn. He said, I want you to go throughout the city. And I want you to go and I want you to set a mark on the forehead of each of these individuals that sighs and cries for the abominations. Amen. I want you to go through the city of Jerusalem and I want you to put a mark upon the forehead of those that are righteous in my sight. He said, after that, I want these six men with their linen, linen with these swords in their hand, I want you to go throughout the cities of Jerusalem. And everyone that does not have a mark on their forehead, I want you to destroy them and kill them. He saw in this vision that he heard the voice say, I don't care if they're a grown man. I don't care if they're old or young. I don't care if it's a boy or a girl. But what you need to do, if they don't have a mark on the forehead, I want you to kill them and have no pity on anyone. The Bible says that they went throughout the city marking on the forehead, amen, the people that sighed and cried for the abominations of Israel. And everyone that was not signed, the mark was passed, and they were not marked on the forehead. The time came when these men in linen with the swords in their hand went, and they utterly destroyed all of Israel that did not have the mark on their forehead. Amen. You see, this vision was a vision that God gave to Ezekiel of the church. You see, God showed him between the porch and the altar. That although they were inside of the church, amen, uh, they were men, they were elders that had their own agenda. Amen. They didn't care about God. They didn't care about who he was. But they were in there fulfilling their own desires and wants. Amen. Uh, but God said, hey, uh, I'm not going to stand for that. You see, um, I want you to go and put a mark uh, upon the forehead. You see, and I want you to go. And those that don't have a mark, uh, I want you to go in and kill them. Through my church, he says. You mark them. If they got a mark, you leave them alone. Amen. I'm here to tell you, amen, uh, if there's ever been a time that we need to get a hold of the attention of God, uh, it's today, it's right now, amen. God's going throughout his ranks. He's going throughout the church saying, uh, I want somebody today, amen. Uh, I know you know who I am, uh, but do I really know who you are today? What are you doing for God? Are you coming to church just occupying space? Are you witnessing? Are you telling people about God? Uh, does God know who you are today? 
He's going throughout the ranks of the church today uh, and he's putting the mark upon people, amen, that are saying, God, here I am, Lord. Uh, I'll do whatever you want me to do, God. Uh, I'll serve you. I'll worship you, God, uh, because I know you like that, God. Uh, but God, amen, I know I'm just a sinner, God. Uh, I might not have much to offer, Lord, uh, but I give you everything that I have, Lord. Uh, if you'll just remember me when you come uh, into your kingdom. Word of God tells us about a lady, a little woman, a widow woman. She was poor. As the disciples came, people began to give everything that they had. Uh, they began to give, amen, wealth and riches, amen. Um, there were rich people there that gave thousands or, I don't know, amen, hundreds and hundreds of gold pieces. Um, but there was this one woman, the Bible says, she brought before the Lord. Two mites. She brought them and laid it there. It got the attention of God and God said, hey, this woman, she might not have too much. But this woman gave more than everyone else here put together. You see, she had given everything that she had and she caught the attention of God. How about us today? How much are we giving of ourselves to God? How much are we giving to the church today? I'm not talking about finances. I'm not talking about the offerings. Amen. I'm talking about self today. It's not enough today that we know God. We come to the house of God. It's important that we know Him. We preach about God and we get excited about God. And we, man, we've got what it takes here, man. We got the presence of God. We got the Spirit of God, man. God moves in this place. But it doesn't stop there. God says, I've got to know who you are. There's a story in the word of God, a parable about the talents. To one, he gave five. Another, he gave two. Another, he gave one. He said, I want you to go out and work these talents and bring me what you, what you make. The first man had five talents. He went out and worked those five talents. When he got back, he had made an extra five and brought them before the Lord and said, hey, Here's what I have. The Lord says, well done, my good and faithful servant. The one with two went out and worked his talents. There was two talents that he had. And he made another two and brought them before the Lord. And the Lord said, well done, my good and faithful servant. To the final servant that he gave one talent to. When he brought back his talent before the Lord, he brought it before God and said, here's my one talent. He said, you see, I was afraid to do anything with it. I was afraid that I might lose it. So I went and I hid it somewhere. And now I bring it back to you. Here is the talent that you gave me. The words of the Lord were to him. Depart from me, thy doer of iniquity. Depart from me. I never knew you. Amen. There's going to come a day, an hour, when we got to stand before the Lord. The Bible says that every knee shall bow and every tongue confess at the coming of the Lord. There's going to be a time, whether you like it or not, that you're going to stand before God. And God's going to either tell you, well done, my good and faithful servant. Or he's going to tell you, depart from me, thy doer of iniquity. 
Sorry, I never knew you. He's going to cast you into the lake of fire where there's the crying and gnashing of teeth. It's all up to you. If I was you, amen, uh, I would be here today. I'd be saying, Lord, uh, I need to get your attention, God. Uh, I'm tired of going through the motions, God. Um, it's me, God. It's I'm right here, God. I'm nothing, Lord. But like that woman with the mind, God, if you'll take the little bit I have, I don't know how to talk. I don't know, amen. I'm not even a good example, God. But Lord, uh, if you'll just work with me, if you'll just give God everything you have today, God will say, I know who you are. The book of Revelation says that the book was open, which was a book of life. And he that was not found in the book of life was cast into the lake of fire, which is a second death. I want my name to be written in the book of life. I want God to write my name down, amen, not only in the book of life, amen, uh, but in his heart and in his mind, amen. Uh, I want God to use me. I want God, amen, in this day and hour, amen, uh, to do something through me, amen, not because of my talents, not because of what I have or what I know, because what I have and what I know is not much, but God, um, if I put myself, God, as just clay in your hands, God, do what you want with me. And we can have that attitude this morning and say, God, I belong to you, Lord. I know who you are. I know what you've done for me, God, but it's not enough. I know it. But God, if I could only attract your attention today. Amen. People in the church today, they like position. We need those people. God needs those people. But what are you doing with what God has given you today? What are you doing with the position that God has given you? What are you doing today? I mean, you might say, well, I don't have no position. Yes, you do. As long as you're here in the house of God, God is saying, hey, what are you doing with what you know about me? Amen. To him that much is given, much is required today. And God is telling the church today, uh, it's not only enough that you know me, but I've got to know who you are. Amen. Uh, it's time that we start making a name for ourselves. Amen. Not, not so people can say, hey, uh, Frank Hernandez, pastor, or Brother Danny uh, uh, Duarte, amen, assistant pastor, minister. Amen. Uh, it's not for he can have uh, titles under your name as singer and, and praise singer and worshiper or door greeter. No. It's for the people can look at us and say, hey, uh, there's God. I see God in that person person. Amen. That's when God says, I know you. Uh, I've been intimate with him. When we can come to that place, God writes our name in the book of life and he knows who we are. I want that from God today. Amen. I don't want to come fill up a chair in the church and see everything else pass me by. I don't want to come just to the house of God and just receive the blessings of God. And just go back home, amen, and wait for the next service. I want God to do something with me. I want to be remembered when God comes into his kingdom, amen. When I stand before the Lord, I want God to say, well done, my good and faithful servant. Welcome into everlasting life. Amen. Oh, that I might know him, cried out David. But it doesn't stop there today. God has to know who we are. Peter, he looked at Peter. He said, Simon Barjona. Peter. He called him by his name. I know who you are. He said, you're a mess up. You're a failure. You're going to fail me again. But I know who you are, Peter. I know who you are. 
He looked at the, the man there and that hung on the cross with him and he said, today thou will be with me in paradise. He said, I'm not going to deliver you. I'm not going to spare your life here on this world. But when you get to the other side, you're going to be with me. You see, there was something about this man that attracted God. It's not about me. Amen. It's about you today. Remember me when thou come in to thy kingdom. As we bow our heads this morning, Jesus, we thank you tonight, this morning. God, because you visit us here in this Sunday school class, Jesus, we ask you, God, that you speak to each heart that is here today. God, we thank you, Lord Jesus. We know who you are. We thank you, God, for your revelation, God, but we understand it doesn't stop there. God, help us, Lord Jesus, to get a desire to do something for you, Lord. To build ourselves, amen, not ourselves a name, God, but build yourself a name.